You're listening to the Brand Builders Podcast with your hosts, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. Welcome to another episode of the award-winning Brand Builders Podcast powered by the Dunstan Group. My name is Brian Young. We are here with the president of the Dunstan Group, Scott Dunstan, and we are here with Mike Yosue, who is a great friend, but also somebody that's a leader in this community, and we can't wait to tell you more about what he does. He is the director of business development for Ellawood Machado, but he's also the president and the founder of Carolina Built. And let's tell a little bit about what he does and, and really, you know, a little bit more about his background. Now, right now in Charlotte, it is a great time to be a builder. You can look, there's there's cranes everywhere, but before any structure can be used, it has to be certified as safe and sturdy. You know, we can thank our engineers for that. Um, and, and really, you know, we have to make sure that you bring in that right engineer to the project. That's going to be essential to doing the job from the beginning, making sure that you do the job right. And we're so glad to have Mike with us here on the Brand Builders Podcast. He is the guy who connects the right engineers to this project. Like we said, he is the director of business development for Ellenwood Machado Structural Engineers who make sure buildings go up safely and remain sturdy for years to come. I also mentioned he's the founder of Carolina Built, which is an organization the Dunstan Group are proud to be members of. And this is a group that's really built on relationships. It's built on giving back. It's built on on really doing something without asking for something in return. And it's a group that we are so excited to be a part of and one that's helped our business so much. So not only that they help out nonprofits, which is the best part about the whole thing. Mike, there's so many things we can say about you, but we'll dive right in. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Brand Builders Podcast. Thanks, guys. It's an honor to be here. Yes, sir. Way overdue, man. Thank you for being here, Mike. We know you're a busy man, and uh, we're honored to uh, help share your story, buddy. <clears throat> Excuse me. So tell us, uh, tell us a little bit more about the work you do. We, we, we think you're not an engineer, but you help keep them busy, right? <laughs> That's really well put. Yeah, correct. I'm not an engineer, uh, or maybe you can call me a sales engineer. Uh, <laughs> That's tough, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited yeah. to learn more. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so business development in the design and construction industry is a it's a it's a fun place to be, and it's a great time to be in it. Um, my job really is connecting those dots, like you said, Brian. Um, our company is uh, 12 years old now. Five offices around the I call Mid Atlantic Plus. We work anywhere between Boston and Central Florida. Um, and, uh, yeah, my job is to connect the, uh, the structural guys and on my team with the architects that design the buildings and, uh, maintain those relationships with the developers that make it all happen. Um, it's a phenomenal firm, great leadership, uh, great team. I just can't speak highly enough about Ellenwood Machado. Just awesome, awesome group to be a part of. Um, I just joined the company last year. But eight years in the industry uh, previously with Jordan and Scala engineers, um, my previous director, Matt Marvel, brought me in, gave me an opportunity. And uh, you guys know Matt. Yep. And uh, he's also the founder of the Built organization, uh, him and Jeremy Greenwell with McKinney's. And it's been, it's uh, guys, it's been a wild nine years. I'll tell you what, it's been a wild <laughs> nine years. It's coming out of that recession and, and just it's been pedal to the metal. Um, and I've been very, very fortunate to be a part of such uh, such great firms and such great groups and to meet such great people. I mean, like yourself, uh, you guys have become quick friends and we're helping each other in business every day. And that's really what it's all about. Absolutely. Thank you for that. Now, did you set out to get in the construction world uh, prior to that conversation with Matt Marvel eight or nine years ago? Man, you know, what's funny is that uh, I was actually in the healthcare industry and, and unhappy and, and, you know, 
33 years old with two young kids and going, what do I want to do with my life? Cause this isn't it. And, uh, you know, you recognize those, uh, those forks in the road where things, your life changes and goes some different direction. And actually through my wife, who also works in the industry, uh, Matt reached out to her for a business meeting and it just happened. So she mentioned I was unhappy. And two weeks later I met him for lunch and two weeks later I was working for him. Like you, you just look back on your, on your path and then you go, what in the world? How, you know, how does this, how, <laughs> how do things happen? You know? Right. And you just, and, and really, and this is the theme in my life at all. It goes. And I think it's a theme in most people's life. If you, if you study it, you are impacted by the relationships in your world. And you just, you just never know when that, when that person that you met, is going to change everything for you. And I, I owe a lot to Matt Marble because he opened a door for me that se- several doors for me that, um, that just, just changed everything, you know? So no, it was not my intention to go into this, into this industry. But when, when I heard his story and what they, what they were all about, it was like, yes, this feels right. And it sure has turned out to be. That's incredible. I want to jump back in, uh, in, in time here when you went to Western Carolina uh, and I did a little bit of research on you, and it said that you studied abroad in the Netherlands, which sounds yeah. beyond unbelievable. What did that yeah. experience teach you, not only going outside of this country, but what did you learn from not only the Netherlands, but being there that you brought back that has, has really you know, stayed with you throughout time? You know, we, we could do this whole, this whole podcast could be based on just that conversation right there. I was a young man. I didn't know a single other person going over there. Um, I was... A business major and this was an opportunity to minor in international business and and, and it just i was like whoa international business europe let's go right yeah so i jumped on a plane i left my girlfriend now wife we ended up getting wow, married. Wow, you maintained it. Yeah, okay. Talking about relationships. Now, that's man. love. If you yeah. can go to the Netherlands and keep that bad boy strong. That's, right. <laughs> that's all I got to say it. right there. You got it. But I tell you what, I grew up there. I, I, it, it awesome. took, I feel like that was the transition in my, in my youth where I went from a boy to a man. You know, to go over there by myself, not knowing a soul, to find just finding your way through Europe, you know, just uh, navigating what all of that is, you know, and then building those relationships, finding new friends, succeeding. You know, I had to give a presentation in front of an international business school in, in the South of Holland. You know, there's there, there's, this school was represented by like 10 different countries, brilliant people from all over the world. Um, it was, uh, like I said, I, I felt like I, I grew up on that trip. And it was funny because I was sitting in the last week that I was going to be there. And I was sitting at the window of my flat and I'm looking down below and uh, there's a there's a roundabout and cars going around the circle. I'm thinking to myself, like, Mike, you know, you're graduating next semester. What are you going to do with your life, man? I'm <laughs> at the end of the road, and I, I still really did not feel like I knew what direction I was going to, what direction I was going to go. And it was in that moment I'm sitting there. I was like, you know, I, I'm going to have to be. I want to pay my own bills. I don't want to live in mom's basement when I mom and dad's basement when I get when I graduate. I want to be somebody. And so I'm sitting there I'm like, well, all right, real estate it is. My mom had been in real estate and I loved those people. They were extroverts. They were, I would come into her office and like, Hey, Mike, you know, they were warm and welcoming and fun. I was like, that's, that's me. That's, that's a good fit for me. I got back. I decided, well, first of all, learned that uh, international business is not the direction I wanted to go. I love America. I love Americans. I love big cars. I, I love American <laughs> food, you, you know? 
uh, I, I did not want to spend my time like hanging my clothes up to dry on the weekend and wearing stiff clothes. And it was just, you know, I learned that I did not want to spend my drinking life water with so no ice. That was definitely, <laughs> yeah, it's exactly what it is. Coke, no ice. Um, that was the first thing I learned is that I, I did want to stay in the U S so step one, step two, I made the decision to go into real estate at that moment. Um, and that took, that was the first step out of college. Yeah, that was my first direction, residential sales, Lake Norman, North of Charlotte. And it was, uh, and Hey, that was 2003, four, five, six, seven. Right. I mean, that was, those were really good times in the real estate market. So it sort of set me off in the right direction. And, uh, but yeah, uh, Europe, it was like, Hey man, it's time, it's time to grow up. I love it. I'll tell you, you, you have, I didn't even know that you were a realtor until you just said that. Um, and yeah. that's really cool. My wife's a realtor. It's an interesting world. It's obviously changing um, all the time, but you kind of transitioned into the healthcare space. And then you gave us a little bit of a story about how, you know, Matt brought you into, uh, into the world of, of really engineering or the AEC, you know, community. And in my yeah. previous life, um, I was working as an engineering recruiter and I know how difficult it is to not only connect with a great engineer, but how can that engineer be able to articulate or have a conversation with someone that isn't an engineer and then still have that conversation? I always said, if I found an engineer that could have a conversation with me for more than five minutes, I could place them anywhere, anywhere, anywhere. and everywhere. So you, that's what you do now. Like you literally help sell engineers. How difficult is that? And what are the challenges now dealing not only with engineers, but the demand's got to be through the roof. So tell us, what are some of those challenges? You can find the right person, but how do you actually get them to the job site, get them to the project and really get that across the finish line? I'd love to see how you, uh, how you work that, that angle. Yeah. Uh, well, you're exactly right. Um, most and painting with a broad brush, most engineers are introverts and, you know, and prefer to be you know, solving some uh, very difficult equation and, and, you know, make, making sure buildings don't fall down. Right. They're as a general statement, their forte is not usually being out in the world, being social and connecting and making relationships. I will tell you, I've been very fortunate in that regard that at both Jordan and Scala and at Ellenwood Machado, I have a bunch of those guys. They're that, that dual threat. They're at, they're personable and they're fun and they're funny and they like to connect. And they're also brilliant. I mean, that's, that's been, I'd say that's the two, the key of, to success for both of these companies is they've been able to identify those people that understand the importance of relationships and also have the technical savvy to get done what they, what they need to get done to be successful and to impress, you know, the, the, in our world, the architects and the, and the developers, and the general contractors. So, um, yeah, but I do play the liaison between, you know, the, those two worlds, right? You have the architects that are the dreamers and the creative big thinkers, and then you have the nuts and bolts, uh, guys on the, on the engineering side that, you know, you know, one plus two has to equal three. It's gotta be, it's very linear, you know, and, and, uh, playing between those two worlds has, has been, you know, where I've, I've been able to do pretty well. Um, and yet it has come with challenges at times, but again, I've just been very fortunate in that regard. This, both of these companies are outstanding, have that sort of talent. What type of work is Ellenwood Machado doing? Are you in the commercial space, residential space, both? Um, where do you target? What's ideal for you all? Um, sure. Uh, we are known best for multifamily, but I'm uh, afraid that we've been pigeonholed a bit in that uh, this company has got a background in tons of large, uh, large uh, office buildings, and we've done tons of office. They've, they've got a great experience in the institutional world, industrial. No, again, known best for multifamily, but, you know, we've done 
everything from huge high rise to your stick built to your, you know, your typical garden deal, you know, surface park garden deal. Um, and they're very, very good at that. Um, but uh, high rise office in Florida and Texas in the Carolinas, and we're very excited about some upcoming stuff we've got here in the Carolinas, I'll tell you. Um, but uh, yeah, large, you know, big, large square footage industrial projects is a, a big part of what the guys have done. Um, we have limited healthcare experience, but that's something that we're really working on. We're strategically hiring to move into that space, especially here, particularly here in the Carolinas. Um, we're targeting that as uh, sort of our number one goal for the next couple of years. Um, so to answer your question, known best for the multi, but senior living, student housing, hospitality, there's not much we don't do. There's really not. And so when you, you mentioned you guys have been in business 12 years and you have, what would you say, five different offices across the Southeast? Correct. Um, yeah. Headquartered in Atlanta. Got it. So in that regard, that's, that's pretty strong growth in a pretty fairly short amount of time. Um, yeah. Is that a scenario where you have a Southeast regional large contractor that maybe you kind of follow their footprint with projects they have going on and you put boots in the ground or on the ground in those areas with them is is that how you've grown and how you might continue to grow yeah so um less so with the contractor although our contract relations are relationships are very important and very strong and yes we do have ties to you know all the all the a lot of the you know most outstanding firms throughout the east coast especially in the southeast but for us it really is the um the architect and the developers. So for instance, Trammell Crow Residential loves my DC group. Uh, Keith Bretsfield that runs that team is just an out. He's one of those dual threat guys, you know, rare combination. He's very likable, very sharp and, and, and technically incredibly sound. So, you know, when TCR has a project, they're, they're telling, they're telling Keith about it. And that plugs us into the architect that's going to do the design and we go wherever they want us to go. Uh, we're working in 28 States, you know, um, and so uh, there's a variety of contractors that have built those projects, you know, sort of based on regional expertise and access to subcontractors and things like that. But yeah, we, we follow the, the developer and the architect wherever they need us to be. Got it. And could you just, just for, you know, clarification, what are, what are the main differences between an architect and an engineer? Hmm. Well, how do I put this simply? <laughs> Let's say that they are... <laughs> You know, so um, in the MEP world, the architect would design the building. When you when you look at that structure, they do so much more than this. This I'm I'm, I'm really going to narrow this down. Sure. You see the shape of the building, the design cues of the building. You know, that's the architect. This is how it's going to lay out. This is how the rooms are going to be sized. And the engineer, the MEP engineer, puts the systems inside of it. So they they tell you how the electrical, plumbing, and and mechanical systems are going to run, right? Got it. Structurally, they say, okay, this is how you want to shape this building. This is what you want to do. Well, here are the systems, subterranean and and, and otherwise, and going up. This is how you, this is what's going to make the building stand. And in the in the structural world, it's about doing that efficiently, right? You can throw a jillion tons of concrete to make anything stand. But if you know the physics of it, if you understand how the technical side, you can do it with the least amount of concrete possible. Or, you know, if you've talked about steel or you're talking about wood, you know, it's, it's all about doing it the most efficient manner. Because the more wood the contractor or the, the developer's got to buy, the more expensive the project is to build. Right. So you really want those guys that understand structural design in the most efficient manner possible. That's yeah. what makes them, you know, special. 
You know, okay. what's crazy is, is I'm not an engineer or an architect, obviously, but it blows my mind looking at some of these buildings now and the way that they're leaning. And, and just for me, I'm going, there's no way in hell that that thing's going to stand up. I mean, some right? of them, even some of them down in South End when they're building it and you just see the steel and the structure and it's yeah. leaning halfway over the street. I'm just yeah. looking up going, nah, hell nah. And then, and then it's yeah. done and you're going... That's the coolest building ever, but how is it even standing? Yeah, I don't know. It's like crazy. Like that, 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 that Vantage project in South yeah. has that great lean to it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, it is really neat. These guys are brilliant. I'm not kidding. They're brilliant. Uh, that's wild. So I want to jump in. I, I had the uh, the pleasure of actually meeting Brad Ellenwood at a Built event. And did you meet them through Built? Did, is that where I you did. met? You did. So. I mean, how yeah. fascinating is that? And I want to tr- I want to transition this in. Brad's a great guy. He runs out of Atlanta for my Atlanta people. You might know him. He's a GT grad. Um, really, really awesome guy. I remember when I met him, Mike, you had not been working with him yet. But when you made the decision to go over there, I just was like, oh, that's awesome. Like, what a great guy. Uh, I think you guys work really well together. But I want to jump into Carolina Bill. And, you know, the Dunstan Group, we are not in the AEC world but we do support a lot of people in that space. And we had a, mm-hmm. uh, a phenomenal friend, Amy Sullivan Hicks, and actually Sam Fuller, that reached out to us for years. Now, you got to join Built. you got to join Built. And we're like, ah, I don't know, I don't know. And then we got the opportunity to come to one Built event down um, in, uh, in Georgia, and it was unbelievable, right? One of the most exciting, energetic you know, groups that, that I've been around. But really, this entire group is all about supporting each other, helping each other, and then giving back at the same time while also doing pretty amazing things. When I said Georgia, I should have told you it was Sea Island. Maybe that will be a little bit better. <laughs> but tell us about Built. How did you get really involved in it? What is it about? And uh, and I can't wait to learn more about it. Thank you. Yeah, uh, in simple terms, Built is a networking organization that is focused in the design and construction industry. Um, we have four chapters between Atlanta. So we have Georgia built, Carolina built, Texas built, and Colorado built. And we're all connected via a national entity, very simply built national. And that's sort of what ties us all together and allows us to operate on more of a national scale. Um, the organization was founded by my previous director, Matt Marble, who I mentioned earlier, and uh, and Jeremy Greenwell with McKinney's down in Georgia. They spun out of an existing organization, just felt like they were being held back and there was there were things they could have done better and they decided to, to roll the dice and, and make it happen and uh, an actual whole golf committee they had been running the tournament for a couple of years spun out so we're doing this thing they threw a, they threw an incredible golf tournament and then looked at each other and said that was awesome what else can we do mm-hmm. and from that from that first experience georgia built was born and it has now become i think that was 2014 ish um, and they have since just grown into this amazing, amazing group. Um, like you mentioned, the energy, the connectivity. Um, and they, so, they, you know, those two guys sat down and they said, uh, you know, what, what do we want this to be? What do we want this to look like? What are we going what to, what are the fundamentals we're going to build this on? Because at first it was just a golf tournament, right? But as when the idea evolved into actually being an organization, then we sat down, we set terms to it. So, I was working with Matt at the time and he said, Mike, you, this is really cool. I think you got to do this in the Carolinas. You got to consider it. 
I'm like, all right, man, I'm, I'm working 50 hours a week. Let's just throw another job yeah. in there. Yeah. Not, you know, I don't just, have anything else going on. Let's do it. Yeah. No big deal, right? Yeah, no cool. big deal. So, so I said, all right, let's do it, you know. And we started meeting and we started talking and we and and just, you know, the, the, the idea continued to uh, evolve and form into what it is today. And and it's and it's really cool. And and I, these guys were brilliant down there. I give them all the credit. Um, there's a great read, it's called uh, I'm gonna draw a blank on our own book. Um, well, that's embarrassing. But go giver. There's a, there's a go giver. You. Yes, the go giver. Oh, whoa! Let's go, Dunstan. <laughs> right right off the head, baby. <laughs> All right, let's baby. Go. I'm paying attention in oh, those meetings. This is a <laughs> man. look at that moment. I got a copy. I got a copy. Let's go. <laughs> yes, sir. So the go the go giver is a very simple read, but the concept is really really important, you know. And and it's and and it's funny. Here's here's what's great. My dad said this to me my whole young life, son. The world gives to the givers. Be a giver, son. Be a giver. And and that and that's it. You read the book and you go, and, and it's this kid and he wants to, he wants to achieve success. And, the, and he gets this mentor and he just teaches him, hey, just go out there and give. Give to everyone else. And I, the world will give back to you. It, it and I tell you, 100 percent this concept is true in this world. It can't be disingenuous. It cannot be fake. It cannot be, you know, it's got to come from your heart. And what'll happen is if you you try, you start giving. And you, you start experiencing what what how good it feels to give. You just want to do it more. You want to do it more, and you want to do it more. You want to help. You want to, you end up looking for every opportunity to help the people around you. And it's this magical thing. And that's what happened with Built. That's what happened with Built. This concept caught fire within a group, and now we have four chapters. And we're very small, intentionally very small. We want to stay nimble. We want to stay. We want it to be tight knit with a high level of trust. So our our the Carolinas chapters, uh, 45 members. And, and I think we're drawing a line. Like this is, this is as big as we want to be, but that, that for those 45 people all caught that, that bug of helping one another. And so now every day, every meeting, every, every, uh, event that we put on, it's how do I help the next guy? How do I help him? How, how do I help Sam Fuller? How do I help Amy? How do I help the Dunson guys? Right. That's the mindset that's constantly going on in the organization and it's magic and it's fun and it's, and it's genuine and we're raising money for some fantastic charities and our businesses are all growing. I mean, it's, it's, a, I don't know what to say. It's just, it's a magical thing. I'm, I'm so honored to be a part of it, you know? Well, you're a big part of it. And I would say this, I've been a member of a lot of networking groups and I, I think that terminology doesn't even apply to what Carolina built is. It, it's a friendship group. It's a circle. It's people that you will bring into your inner circle. It's people when you yeah. walk into a meeting, it's not, hey, uh, make sure you have your list of leads and we're going to talk about 10. Right. It's people hugging. It's asking about your your family. It's True. talking about it's, – it's just something that I never really experienced, and, and it's so cool to see that happen. Now it's yeah, it's yeah, relationships first, exactly. and then you know you get to know each other. People want to do business with people they like, enjoy, and and are friends with and trust, right? That's right. So it's That's it's good. such a great approach. Um, yeah. And I, you know, you mentioned earlier, Brian, in, in the introduction, uh, there's a big charitable piece to that. Could you speak a little bit uh, on Bill's contributions to uh, Man, charities? It, it, so. <clears throat> without going too deep into all of it, a, a, a very good friend of mine lost his wife this year and uh, to cancer. And I, I was sitting at her funeral and I watched person after person get up there and give testament to her life. And I mean, they would get, every one of them went on for 15 minutes about what an impact she had in this world. 
And, uh, and she really was amazing. She's a school teacher for over 20 years, just a fantastic person. Wow. Um, and in that moment, I was sitting there thinking to myself, what would, actually, I was driving home the next day. I'm in the car and I'm thinking to myself, you know, what would people say about me if I was to pass this year? What would be my legacy? What would I be leaving behind? And I recognized in that, in that four-hour car ride that the best thing I've ever done was be involved with these charities through Build. The Ronald McDonald House of Charlotte, the people who, who make up that organization and the impact that they have on personal, personally they have on people's lives um, it's huge. It's huge. That organization is just outstanding. We also support the National Kidney Foundation. We just got back from one of their phenomenal events they put on in Pebble Beach. And we got to hear from a family um, that was personally impacted. Three brothers. Um, and one of the brothers donated his kidney to one of the other brothers. You know, And, and he wouldn't be alive today had his brother not been able to do that for him. You look at just the personal level of impact that these organizations have on people. They were connected through Matt Marvel connected that family through to the National Kidney Foundation, which then helped them through the process of one brother giving another brother a kidney. I mean, come on, man. Yeah, right. You know, so I realized that this these what we what we're doing for charities through built is like the thing I'm most proud of. Second of my children and wife. The thing I'm most proud of in this world, you know, it's just uh, is what we've done through that. And I will tell you this year, um, I looked at I looked at the numbers yesterday as an organization, the four chapters. So each each chapter has local charities that they support. And then the National Kidney Foundation, we all support them. Eighty thousand dollars in local charities uh, we raise money for and two hundred and thirty five thousand dollars to the National Kidney Foundation. I just can't. I can't even, I can't even tell you what, how that feels to even say it. You know, I was just, it's just incredible. They're incredible people. We are honored to be involved with them and to support them. And it's, it, it is the, and Scott, you said it, it's one of the, the elements of build that just takes it to that next level. You know, you just, you go, yeah, networking, business, all that, but that little piece right there, it puts it over the top. You know, one thing I'll tell you, uh, in addition to that, and, and it's amazing to see the built members come together to support, you know, one cause or two causes, like you just said. But I also think the gold of this group and the thing that I am just so appreciative of is the willingness of our members to go all over the the, the line, I guess, and, and help the charities that other companies are supporting or other individuals yeah. are passionate about. You know, Correct. raising money is not easy, specifically from a from a you know donation standpoint. But being a member of Built, I do a lot of stuff with the Twenty Four Foundation. I'm a member on the yeah. in the Boy Scout group. Anytime I've ever asked for people to be a part of an event, sometimes I don't even have to ask, and I just get donations. I raised more money for the Twenty Four Foundation this year than I ever have, and all of that was through. I would say fifty percent of it through memberships of Built, like members, just literally seeing a post. Here's 250 bucks. I had a, right. I'm not going to say a name, but I had a guy give me $500 just out of the blue member of built. And, and you sit there and you're like, this is what it's all about. I don't even have to have a conversation. The, 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 the call to action is already there. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. It's one of the coolest things ever to see that happen. And it's all, it's like you and the leadership of built created this foundation of giving first and now that is, it's, it's contagious. And then yeah. now those businesses have taken that back into their own organizations. And now they're figuring out if they don't have something, they figure, it's just one of those things that's kind of uh, the, 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 the waterfall approach. It's just like, everybody's on board, you know? So I don't know. It, it's, it was something that, 
you know, it's pretty cool. Now, I want to shift really quick um, on this because I will tell you, if you know Mike and you know his wife, you know that they love to have fun. Now, I'm a type of person that I try not to stay on social media and look what everybody else is doing and be like, oh, they're in the Bahamas or they're somewhere else. But Mike must live in the coolest neighborhood with the coolest (laughs) friends ever. His wife seems like she's unbelievable. His kids are awesome. So what do you do for fun, and and what is your advice to people on that work-life balance? Because, Mike, you always have fun, and every time I'm with you, I've had fun. And, and damn, you just you seem like a dude everybody needs to hang out with. <laughs> That's why you hang out with. That's right. <laughs> That's right. I'd say um, I am uh, just a very, very fortunate guy. Um, I met my wife when we were 20 years old, and – knew very, very, like right off the bat, you know, we just had chemistry. We were friends for quite some time and then started dating. And, you know, years after college got married and, and now to have a 13 and a 10 year old, you know, we've just, we're on the same page about thing. And one thing we really share a passion for is, is travel. So some of the best advice I ever got in my life came from an architect here in, in Charlotte. And he said, I was talking, I was like, I think about getting a travel trailer, you know, those tow behind things. My daughter's in soccer. We're traveling every week. I might get one of these things. He looked at me, he said, Mike, mm-mm. He said, I'm going to give you one great piece of advice. Rent your recreation. You, you want a travel trailer? Open a separate account at a different bank that you don't look at every day, that you don't, you'd never see it. And take whatever it costs to own that travel trailer, put that money in a separate account every month. And a year from now, you'll be able to rent a travel trailer anywhere in the world, anytime you want. And guess what? When you're done, you give it back. You don't pay for storage. And you don't pay for maintenance. You don't pay for tires. You don't pay for insurance. Right. He says, you want a beach house? All right. Sure. What's the mortgage on that beach house? What's the maintenance on that beach house? What's the taxes on that beach house? How are you going to furnish that? Take that amount of money every month, put it in an account and don't look at it. And guess what? When you're ready for your next next beach trip, you're going to be able to go to any beach you want. And guess what? When you're done, eh, you walk away. And if a hurricane comes and blows the house over, you don't have to worry about it. And so that broke and I started that. That's, I swear I, that's one of the best pieces of advice I ever got in my life for recreation. And so broke and I every month take a small amount of money and we put it into an account at a different bank that we don't see. And when we're ready to go on a vacation, the kids want to go skiing. We want to do something fun. We, you know, we have those funds sort of set aside. It's a small amount, but it's enough to, you don't, you go and you enjoy that trip because you're not worried so much about it. How many dollars is this? And how many dollars? Is that? Oh, I got the money in that account. It's a beautiful thing. So travel is, is our, is our shared passion. Like we love, we, you know, we travel as much as we can. We've given that bug to the kids. Um, they love it. And, and we just look, we, you only live one time and I'm big on um, work hard, play hard. I do, I, you know, I work a lot of hours. I work seven days a week, most weeks. Um, but when we're but when we're playing, we're playing hard and we're having a great time. And you know, we get to do it with guys like you. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. You know? <laughs> All right. Cool. Yeah, so we're coming awesome, on man. we're coming on the next vacation. Did you hear that? Just, <laughs> let's go, boys. Let's let's go. Go. Yeah, I love it. Floating around on a boat somewhere. Yeah, yeah, we'll have that's, a good time. Go. That's great advice. I love it. Man, that time. is that is great advice. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, rent your recreation, boys. Well, that and also think about, you know, everybody's so caught up into materialistic things. And and I, yeah. you know, we've had a lot of people on this podcast and, and a lot of the questions that we ask, it's like, what do you want to be remembered for when you die? Well, guess what you don't think about when you're about to die or when you pass away? All the stuff you had, all That's the materialistic right. things you had. I always tell people, but think back on the first 18 years of your life in Christmas. Do you really remember that bicycle your mom got you? Do you really remember right. that? 
you know, PlayStation that you got or Nintendo 64. I doubt it. But if they took you to Yellowstone, if they took you on a trip, uh, those are the things that you'll never forget. And that's really what me and my wife have tried to, 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 to say is like, I want my kids to experience things. I don't want to just give them things. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that's it, man. Experiences are everything. I love the, it. the other, the other sort of thought process that like drives me and in, in my decision making every day is when I'm there at the end of the road and I look back, do you look back with regret or do you say you gave it everything you had? Yeah. Amen. We all, we all have different starts in life. Yeah. But I think all, all that matters is you give it all that you got. You know, you, you tried to be, you tried to be a good person. You gave back and that you experienced as much as you could, you know, and that's, and that, that's, that's like, that's what drives me. You know, that's, that's the thought process in the back of my head all, all day. That's the perfect mindset, man. It's how you impact others. And, and did you have fun, man? <laughs> you yeah, know? there you go. That's it. That's <laughs> we it. worry about all these things like yeah. that don't even matter that we can't control right. or any of that. That's right. Like, so yeah, the, the mindset is, is spot on, dude. I agree a hundred percent. All right. So I got to ask a personal question. Um, since Sam Uh-oh. Fuller's the VP, who has the best beard in uh, Carolina built? I mean, Oh man, I got I mean, is looking pretty good. I right know. Now, I mean, I don't know. We got some. Co- we might need to have a beard off. <laughs> you know what I mean? We might have a beard off up in the, the Carolina built world. I, I'm I'm not going to make any enemies on this on this. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to say I'm going to say there's there are the three best beards. I belong to uh, Mr. Stephen Bimbo with Smith Smith Terry Johnson Wendell Sam Fuller obviously oh, yes. and you. Oh, you thank you, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Those, I, I think those that. are the three top beards. Sam, uh, yeah, yeah. I, Sam's I is tough, man. Sam's got a good one, man. Sam's really got a good does. one. He does. He really does. He does. But, but so does Bimbo. Yeah, Bimbo's is- yeah. Yeah, I know. It's, that's uh, that's it's, it's a, tough, it's a question. <laughs> well, you know, I had to end on that. But um, like I always say on this podcast, if you are listening, please like, share, comment. Mike, before we let you go, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you, whether they want to learn more uh, about Ellenwood and Machado, whether they want to learn more about Carolina Built? What's the best way for uh, for our listeners to get in contact? Well, we're on all the social channels. Um, just uh, search Carolina Built on there. Um Email me anytime, mbosway at emstructural.com. Um, check me out on LinkedIn. Um, our, yeah, again, we're on, we're on Instagram and we're on LinkedIn. We're, we're everywhere you want to be. Uh, Ellen Machado, emstructural.com. Check us out. Um, phenomenal company. Great team. Great leadership. And, uh, and thank you guys. I mean, this is awesome. I, I really appreciate it. I'm honored to be, be on this thing with you guys. You're, you're just great people. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, brother. We I enjoyed it. Always, always enjoy it. And uh, so until next time, definitely go check out Mike. Uh, you spell his last name I-O-S-U-E uh, if you don't know how to spell Yosue because I don't know how many people <laughs> that do. Uh, but we'll have all those links in the post. Thank you guys for listening. Mike, thank you for being awesome. Thanks for allowing us to join the Carolina Built family. It's something that has really not only driven our business, but continues to instill the values that we've created over 14 years of being in business. And it's something that I can honestly say we're proud to be a part of and anything that we can do to help our members, to help you, we obviously will do that. And uh, I really just can't wait to see the future of where Built goes as a whole, uh, selfishly Carolina Built, but as a whole um, with Built. And it's just, um, it's incredible, man. I, I, I really, really, really love your friendship and, and uh, I'm so blessed that we got to meet you. Feel the same way. Thanks, guys. All right, brother. Likewise, my man. You've been listening to the Brand Builders Podcast, brought to you by the Dunstan Group with your host, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. 
For branded merchandise and apparel that makes first impressions and ones that last, check out the Dunstan Group at dunstangroup.com. <laughs> 